Hey everyone, welcome to the Dr. Geo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my goal to share with you much of my clinical research and insights and all sorts of lifestyle tools that will help you improve your urological function and live longer and better with age. Today, we're going to talk about physical movement and exercise. And again, <laughs> this is probably a topic like, yeah, I know I need to exercise, uh, but I don't. Or I know I need to exercise and I do. I, I know the benefits. Like, well, why are we talking about this? <laughs> why are we talking about exercise? We know. Do you? Do you know? You may know, but if you know, why aren't you doing it? Or why aren't you doing it more consistently? So, as always, I'm going to talk about the importance of things. And as you know, everything I talk about has a scientific backbone to it. There is evidence to show pretty much everything that I talk about. And whenever there's an opinion, I'll tell you there's an opinion. Okay. The other thing is that I want to prescribe exercise to you and physical movement. In other words, it's not just go exercise because my issue with when you go to your doctor and talk to your practitioner, your physician, your internal medicine doctor, your urologist, either they're not saying anything about exercise or they would say, you know, you need to exercise. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What do I do? What's the dosage? For how long? What kind of exercise? How often? And the medicinal and therapeutic component of exercise is in the detail, particularly for men and particularly for men with prostate issues and men with erectile dysfunction and testosterone and all these things. All the things that you care for, the attention needs to be in the detail. So let's break this down a little bit. There's three types of physical movement. There's physical activity. And I think the problem is that at least in research, physical activity and physical exercise, these words are used interchangeably and they're not the same thing. So there's physical activity and physical activity means any physical movement. When you get up from your couch to go to the bathroom, that's physical activity. When you're walking to your car, that's physical activity. That's not the same thing as physical exercise. So we have physical activity, we have physical exercise, and then we have physical training, physical activity. Again, that's just any movement, physical exercise. So that is very specific. You're raising your heart rate there. The level of intensity is a little bit higher, whether it's because you're lifting some weight or you're doing some aerobic cardiovascular exercise, right? So there's a little bit more perhaps sweating involved, faster breathing, right? Higher heart rate. Then there's physical training. This is when you're actually focused on training physically for something to get better at some physical skill. That could be you want to get stronger. So you, you do strength training. That could be you want better mobility. So you do certain stretches and movement exercise to gain better mobility. That could mean that you are a tennis player. So you train to be a better tennis player. You're physically training to be a better golf player. It's physical training. Why would we want to do any of these three things? Which area should we focus on, right? Isn't that what you would want to know? I would say that you want to dabble in all three if you can. 
well, Dr. Gio, come on, I'm not going to physical training. I have no interest in playing tennis or getting physically stronger. I don't do it. You have to really determine what you want from your life. What kind of health do you want? What kind of fitness level do you want? Where do you want to see yourself in 10, 20 years? If you're 60 years old today, where do you see yourself at 70 in terms of your ability to function physically and your overall health and fitness? If you're 70, where do you see yourself at 80? You have to really define what that looks like for you. And then you make the determination of whether you do physical training or, or not. You at least have to do two things. You have to do exercise, physical exercise, and stay active physically even after you exercise. So sitting down for prolonged periods of time will not help you live longer and better. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed that as men get older, they feel like they have the right or they've earned the right to do less, right? You get your comfortable chair in front of the TV and you spend hours in front of that chair just clicking away. And boy, the chair reclines, right? Now I've earned the right because I worked so hard in the past. Now I earned the right to just kind of sit here and relax. I'm not judging. If that's how you want to live, I go for it. I'm not judging. But I'll tell you what, if you're not going to be physically active and you don't exercise, your body will break down with time. Period. End of story. That's not my opinion. With age comes things like sarcopenia, which is muscle wasting that comes with age. With age comes weak muscles and bones if you don't do something about it. With age comes weak tendons and ligaments if you don't do something about it. With age comes mortality, which to some degree, it doesn't matter what you do, we all going to die. But I think most of you, like me, we want to live as long as possible with optimal functionality. So you really have to determine what do I want? How do I want to function with age? For me, I have young kids, teenage kids, so I'm not a grandfather. Hopefully no time soon will I be a grandfather. But I want to play basketball with my 15-year-old grandchild whenever that happens. When I am a grandfather, I want to be able to sit down, regardless of my age, on the floor and play with my grandkids. I want to be able to participate in athletic activities of my choice, whether it's martial arts or squash or tennis, whatever, for as long as possible with optimal functionality. And I want to live as long as possible without being diagnosed with a condition like cancer, heart disease, stroke, or at least lower the risk. So I have to do all three. If that's what I want, and every time I hit a milestone, as I turn 50, I want to be better than 40, and as I turn 60, I want to be better than 50, and so on, I have to work for it. It's not going to happen by itself, and it's certainly not going to happen by sitting on a couch or a chair. What do you want? What do you want? How do you want to age? And I believe in order to age gracefully, you have to put the work in like an athlete does to do great in their sport. So it depends what you want. At minimum, you need to do physical activity 
and physical exercise at minimum. If you're really going to go for it, then you need to do physical training. All right, let's break this down a little bit more, okay? Physical exercise, if you and I were to bottle exercise and patent it, it would be a trillion-dollar drug because there's so many benefits from exercise, from physical exercise. And exercise is medicine. Exercise is medicine. Let's not sugarcoat. Let's not window dress. Exercise is medicine. It's a very powerful method of reducing the risk of heart attack, strokes, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, things like metabolic syndrome. Look, if you were to ask me, Dr. Gio, what do you think is the cause of most urological problems? I said, wow, that's a tough question to answer because the disease process is not about one thing that causes, it's oftentimes multiple things, it's multiple causes. But if you press me on that question, I would say metabolic syndrome, metabolic syndrome. This is a syndrome where people either have multiple things going on, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, high insulin levels, high blood sugar, big waist, they're overweight or not overweight, but they have a big waist, big waistline, all these things going on. And anybody in that scenario have a higher risk of getting prostate cancer, erectile dysfunction, low testosterone, even kidney stones, BPH, urinary frequency. Nighttime urination. This is why I like to look clinically at cardiovascular blood work. Not only am I interested just so that I can keep my patients, hopefully, along with, I work with their cardiologist to keep them at low risk of getting a heart attack, but I want to look at that from a urological perspective. Physical exercise helps with that. What else? Mental health, mental health, less depression, less anxiety with physical exercise. Again, let's break this down a little bit further. What kind of exercise should I do? You want to do a fine combination of weight-resistant exercise and aerobic exercise. So let's just say one day you lift weights, the next day you do aerobic. I don't care what that looks like, if it's treadmill or going for a jog or whatever. But Dr. G, I mean, lift weights. I'm too old to lift weights. I don't want to lift weights. Hey, Go back to my original question. What do you want to do to get the type of life and functionality as you get older? It ain't going to happen by itself. That coupled with the fact that the stronger you are, the harder it is for you to die. So the physical strength is equated to longevity. Not my opinion. It's a fact. So while Aerobic exercise is fine. I would be careful if you are like a marathon runner or an ultra endurance athlete. I like that kind of activity is engaging, is really good, but it's very taxing to the body. You need proper balance of workouts and also you need recovery. If you do that, maybe you do fine with ultra endurance type of activities. But the bottom line is you need weight-resistant exercises. You need to lift things. Okay, so what kinds of weight-resistant exercise do you need to do? Can I just do, I don't know, calisthenics, push-ups and sit-ups and things? Yes, that's good. And if that's all you're going to do, that is great. Okay, if you're going to do push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, dips, you know, body weight exercises, go for it. Go for it. That's fine. 
okay, what if I'm willing to do more? How do I optimize? I mean, give it. <laughs> I remember a patient who was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He knew that I knew acupuncture and I do all sorts of things that's holistic in clinical practice. And he says, look, I want everything. I want the Dr. Geo Deluxe. <laughs> so what's the Dr. Geo Deluxe here? If optimal would mean that you need to push and lift heavy things, you need to figure out what your one rep max is. In other words, what's the amount of weight that you can only lift once? in a deadlift or back squat or something. So then you can work from there. So you need to lift heavy things a couple of times a week. And sometimes your body weight is nice, is good, but you can hopefully rep that multiple times. So, and if you're starting from zero, right, you're not an exercise person, you never exercised, or you've been off of it for a while, then you want to ease your way in. You want to ease your way in. You may need a personal trainer. If you can get one, I think they're very valuable. But the bottom line is, on average, for many people, is that you need to do strength training and you need to, once you do strength training within that, you need to lift heavy things. I don't care if it's barbells. Actually, one of my favorite right now is kettlebells. I find kettlebell training to be very useful because... It doesn't take up a lot of space, and you could do a lot of activities, a lot of different exercises with kettlebells, strength training exercises, that is. So kettlebell training, but whatever your choice is. Mix that in with a little cardio, whether it's elliptical machine, treadmill, or even better is to go outside if the weather permits and go for a jog or a run, okay? Now, here's the deal. If you exercise 30 minutes a day, even 60 minutes a day, every day, and then you're sitting down for eight, 10 hours at a time, you're still at a risk of not living optimally, and you're still at a risk of even not living. <laughs> so you have to move your body quite a bit, and then that calls for physical activity. Just move. Walk to places if you can. Walk as much as possible. Gardening, for those of you that are gardeners, is excellent mow the lawn, shovel the snow. By the way, let me talk about shoveling snow for a second. So I shovel snow in on Instagram. I posted, you know, I'm about to shovel snow in the wintertime. And I get comments on, be careful because there's a high risk of heart attacks when you shovel snow. Okay, so here's the deal. First and foremost, you need to get a cardiovascular workup before you start any exercise. I think that's a good thing to do. You need to get a stress test and make sure that your heart can take it. Second of all, you can't function with fear. That is what's going to be limiting to you as you get older. And you're not going to live life at its best if you're going to function with fear. So, yes, you need to be responsible and do your due diligence and get tested and go to your cardiologist and make sure that your arteries can take it. And yes, what if I get hurt from exercising and weight training? Get free from fear. Get free from fear. Yes, of course, anyone can get hurt from any type of physical movement, exercise. Or, yes, it's more likely for you to get hurt and injured from not exercising and doing weight resistant training. Okay, so as it relates to weight resistant training and strength training, you need to master the technique. Okay, and then move forward. There's a lot of 
videos online on how to do all kinds of exercises as personal trainer. That's beyond what I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to get you going here. So master the technique, and then you start increasing the weight intelligently. You don't go too far too soon. People that get injured from exercise or training is typically because A, they don't do it properly. So their form and technique in the movement is not good. B, they try to do too much too soon. Or C, as it relates to weight resistant training, too many reps. 12 reps with heavy weight. And so then that's not good. Actually, I'm going to talk about that for a second too. I'm going to give it all to you here. So I hope you guys are really, really here paying attention. You're not going to find this anywhere else. In order to get stronger, physically stronger, you want to hang around about six repetitions, not more. Dr. G, I heard that 12 to 15 reps is what I need to do. That is fine to do for other reasons, muscle endurance, for example. But just to get physically stronger, no more than six repetitions. And the sixth rep, you should be able to complete and still have another two to three in you, but you don't get there. You don't need to. So this notion of keep doing repetitions and until that last failure, you know, that's not how you get stronger. So you hang around six reps, no more than six reps. If you can still do 20 more reps, then that weight is too light. Okay, so that's a simple method on how to get stronger. And you would rest about two to three minutes between sets and do about six sets of what exercise? I don't care. Now, my favorite is deadlifts because you get a lot of bang for your buck when you do deadlifts. Every single muscle from your big toe to your neck gets activated and stimulated when you do a deadlift. So it is my favorite. If you have to choose one, that's the one to choose. But there are multiple out there. But again, bench press, squats, etc. Pretty much just hang around the presses, both shoulder press and chest press, deadlift and squats, back squats, front squats. If you just do those, that's plenty. <laughs> it's not sexy, but simplicity here is a good thing. All right. That's weight resistant exercise. When you walk, walk briskly. In other words, you want to not walk in a slow pace. So there is a study from the UK that showed that people who walk briskly in a little bit of a faster pace had longer longevity than slow walkers. Walking faster promoted longevity in this pretty big study. So walk fast, or you don't have to huff and puff when you're walking, but just walk a little bit faster. So far, walk fast, stay active. Physical exercise is good. You want that. And then training if you're going to do more. And by the way, if you're going to strength train, that is training. Strength training is training, okay? And now you dabble into physical exercise. You know, is strength training exercise? Yes. Is strength training physical activity? Yes. So, yes, you're covering all three when you're training on something. How often do I exercise? I want you to exercise, if you can, six hours a week. Or seven days a week, Dr. Gio, seven. Now you really, you're losing every day. Yep, every day. Every day, do something physical. Like you wake up and brush your teeth. Every day, do something physical. Why? A, because we're creatures of habit. So if we know that we're going to do something physical every day, we're committed to it. B, because it's not only the physical health benefit, it's the psychological health benefit. In fact, at times, it's probably more psychological health benefit than physical benefit, okay? So every day, 
but at least six hours a week, I would say. Four to six hours a week. Now, what if I am diagnosed with prostate cancer? What do I do? Great question. Great question. You definitely exercise about six hours a week. Three to four of those hours are with moderate intensity. So some sort of huffing and puffing, sweating, aerobic mixture with strength training. And if you're on androgen deprivation therapy as a prostate cancer treatment, then you really need to do strength training about three times a week. This is not optional at that point because how you're going to keep your bones strong and not suffer from osteosporosis, which is a side effect from no testosterone, is by doing strength training. Forget about more calcium. It's strength training. What if I have low testosterone? Men with low testosterone need to do less endurance type exercises and more lifting, stimulating big muscles like thighs and back more so than like arm curls or something like that. So to increase testosterone, you have to stimulate back muscles and just big muscles in general, not just biceps and triceps and do less endurance training. There's a study, I think, that shows that marathon runners oftentimes have low testosterone. It's just because they overstress their bodies. Erectile dysfunction, do all three, physical activity, physical exercise, and training, but definitely physical exercise four to six hours a week. It's not the end all be all. You still need other things. You might need a good supplement. You might need Viagra, Cialis. You definitely need a good diet, but I'm saying in general, from an exercise perspective, that's what's needed. And lastly, you want to stretch. So here's how it works. You will do more of the exercise that you like to do, and that's a good thing. Do more of the exercises that you like to do, but you also going to have to do more of exercises and movements you don't like to do. So the runner, as an example, couldn't care less to weight training or strength training. It doesn't matter. You got to do weight training. That's actually going to help you with running better, faster, if that's the goal. The weightlifter hates to stretch doesn't matter. You need to stretch and stretch properly and all your muscles and your hip muscles, particularly because they tighten up. The goal is for us to live longer and better with optimal functionality as we age. Let's not forget the optimal functionality part. And in order for us to do function optimally, we need to stretch. Yoga stretches. I like doing hot yoga, for example, is great. Stretch your hip flexors and your hip joints daily. So a typical rule of thumb that I have is whatever the exercise is that you don't want to do on any given time is the exercise that you need to do and make sure you get that one in. So there are times where I really don't feel like running. I really don't. I just want to lift weights or, you know, I go and I go either on treadmill, go outside for a one or two mile run. And then I feel great after that. I really hope you implement starting today much of what I said. Again, You want to get assessed uh, and make sure that your heart can take the exercise, starting an exercise program. You may want to get, if you can, a trainer, but there's a lot of great information also online where you can start right away. And lastly, I would say, forget about being motivated before you go. Just go. You may not be motivated to go at first. It doesn't matter. Go. Go. Okay. You deserve it and your family deserves it. I hope today's podcast is helpful. 
informative and something you can apply right away. So much love. This is Dr. Gio signing off. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Gio Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.